Welcome to the Your Lender Buddy podcast. This podcast is designed to empower real estate professionals with industry knowledge that they need to succeed. Without further ado, I'll pass it on to Jordan Keck for today's episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Jordan Keck, Your Lender Buddy. Today, we're talking about your unique value proposition, telling your origin story, separating yourself from the competition, right? If you have that already, you know, what is your unique value proposition? Why should I use you instead of the dozens, hundreds, or thousands of others who do the same thing? Your answers to these questions may determine whether or not you get the sale or you lose a client. I remember once at a conference with over 500 of the top producers in the mortgage industry where somebody was asked the question, what is your unique value proposition? Now, his answer was what you'd expect. Great service, low rates, quick turn times, solid pre-approvals. And the person, you know, politely smiled and they nodded. And then they turned to the audience and said, show of hands, who else here has great service, good rates, quick turn times, and solid pre-approvals? Sure enough, every single hand in the room goes up. So obviously that's not unique. But what we're talking about today is a way to communicate your value in a way that is 100% unique to you and quickly creates trust and separates you from your competition. At the end of the day, the only thing unique to you is you, your story, your experiences, and your perspective. How you communicate that, how you tell your superhero origin story is what will make you stand out. We'll be using a format designed by neuro expert Rene Rodriguez from his book Amplify. And if you haven't already heard of Rene Rodriguez or gotten his book, I highly recommend checking it out. Great content. So what we're talking about today is, is really taken from his format. And the way you use it is whenever you communicate, you want to have a three-part format here. You start with a frame, then the message, and a tie-down. To illustrate how these are used, I want to tell a story he gives in the book about a woman we'll call Sarah. She's interviewing for a high-level, a C-level, an executive position with a large company. And so she brings in this team to help her prepare for the interview. In the interview, one of the questions came up, well, tell us something that you've done in your life that you're proud of. And her answer was that she got straight A's her senior year of high school. Without any context around it, without anything else. That was the message. I got straight A's in my senior year of high school. The panel began to dig into her and say, oh, so you slacked off the rest of your time and daddy finally said that you needed to shape up or he's going to cut you off from money. So you shaped up your senior year. Was that it? And you could tell as these questions were coming that she, she started to cry. She started to get very irritated and he said, hey, we don't, we, I know I'm not asking you these questions to try and be mean. I'm illustrating the point that if you're not providing context around your answer, you're leaving it to your audience to decide. And it's rarely going to go in your favor. So they asked her again, so tell us why that's important to you. Now, Sarah sat for a moment. And you could tell she, she was beginning to, to tear up. She says, you know, when you're told that you're stupid your whole life, Eventually, you begin to believe it. And everybody in the room at that point, you could see from the interviewers, they, they began to realize, oh, wow, you know, this, is, 
this is not what we were thinking at all. You know, nobody had guessed or assumed that kind of a frame or a context. But when Sarah doesn't provide it, it's up to the audience to be able to determine what that frame is. So then revising her message, saying, you know, when you're told you're stupid your whole life, you begin to believe it. And so I decided my senior year of high school that I wasn't going to let that define me anymore. I was going to prove them wrong. And so I busted my butt to get those straight A's and prove to myself that that story that was being told about me wasn't true anymore. You talk about impact. You could cut the tension in the room with a knife. And the last portion of that, of that format here, the tie down, is what you do afterwards. You know, why is this important? What, why is this relevant to your audience? Because after something that heavy, that intense, your entire audience is going to be thinking, wow, what do I do with that? You know, somebody make a joke, lighten up the room a little bit. So adding the tie down to the end of her story, you should say, so what that means to you, if you hire me on, is that I know we're going to face times where we're up against the ropes, where we're down, where people don't think that we're going to succeed. But I know based on my history in the past, that I'll be able to take us through that time, to be able to push through and prove those people wrong, to be able to come through the difficulties and succeed at the end of it. So having that frame, the message and the tie down provides so much more power and depth to your answer. Or at the surface level, tell something you're proud of. Well, I got straight A's my senior year. Not memorable, not impactful, but to change it, to hear that full message, that frame and the tie down, here's what happened, here's what I did, and then here's what that means for you, it just creates so much more power. So diving into each one individually, the frame, this is providing the context and background to the message. Now the frame is the only thing that differentiates you from every other professional in your industry. This is the chance to show people under the hood and expose your own humanity and provide depth to your story. Nothing will create more trust and legitimacy in your message than a well-communicated frame. The more vivid it can be, the better. Even a simple question, tell me your favorite color. Well, blue. How do you frame that? And say, well, I remember when I was younger, I would have opportunities to spend with my dad. You know, he'd worked a lot, and so those, those were really rare. And one of our favorite things to do was to go see a baseball game. I remember the, the hot sun, the smell of the hot dogs, and oh, nothing tastes better than that, that baseball hot dog, right? Just the, the chance to be together with my dad. And going into the stadium, I remember all of the blue, the blue skies, the blue stadium, the blue jerseys, just an incredible time in my life and uh, some of the best memories I've ever had. And so because of that, to this day, my favorite color is blue. Very different answer. People are going to remember that. It's exposing who you are. And that's not something that you can compete against. That's unique. Nobody else has that story. Nobody else has that reasoning behind it. So a frame, again, is so powerful. Going into the message, this is the meat and potatoes of what you want to communicate, but not necessarily the star of the show as far as the amount of time that you dedicate to it. Now, this could be a sales presentation. Your, your message could be a job interview. It could be a meeting with a potential donor to ask for funds. This could even be a date. Now, you can be used to address objections 
about your price. To give you an example here, if somebody was asking you, what is your price? What is your rate? What is your commission? All right, we'll get into this a little bit later, but just thinking about whatever your message is that you want to communicate. And the more that you can think about these ahead of time, the better. And the last piece we're going to talk here is the tie down. Now the tie down after a frame and after a message, you need your tie down. Otherwise you'll leave your audience left to figure out what to do with the information you've given. It's like leaving them into a dark room and letting them try and figure out where they go. So a tie down usually begins with, so what this means for you is, or I say this because, you can customize the exact way that that's worded. Again, in Rene Rodriguez's book, he's got over 20 different ways that you can say this, but ultimately it, it answers the question of, well, why am I telling you this? And anytime that you use statistics, you want to be absolutely certain you're using a tie down. Because if you assume the other person interprets it the same way that you are, you're going to be very disappointed. Especially with statistics, you might be able to say, well, we see that home price appreciation right now is 1.6% for the month of June. It's at 20.2% year over year. Well, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything until you give it a meaning. So you could say that, so Mr. and Mrs. Jones, what this means for you is that historically, home price growth has continued to stay very, very strong. And I expect that you'll see a phenomenal return on your investment based on the numbers, based on the supply and demand. So you have to use that tie down. What this means for you is, and when you're preparing these, your frame, your message, your tie down, I want you to prepare these in advance. Think through past or potential conversations where you want to build trust or convey a message more powerfully, be more memorable. And having practiced a few scenarios, this will become more and more natural and you can adapt them as needed. It's okay to use somebody else's story, but it's incredibly important to be honest and not fabricate something that never happened or take credit for somebody else's experiences as your own. So for example, the interview story above, if I was to say, well, I was in an interview one time where they asked me this question, that's wrong. It's manipulative. It's, it's, it's false. But just saying somebody else had this experience, perfectly fine, but you want to make sure this is high integrity. And you can also use this format, frame, message, tie down to answer impromptu questions. Every question or every answer to a question is a message and you can provide a frame or a tie down to provide context around and it doesn't have to be a five minute story. A frame and a tie down could be quick and help communicate your message more clearly and powerfully. And you can even have several frames available based on your background or history when you to use when needed. And you can pull these from life lessons that you've had, from painful or pleasurable experiences, such as the, the baseball game experience. You can use favorite or meaningful historical events and how that impacted you. The key here is to find something with depth to make a person stop and feel something. Having a shallow answer, a shallow frame here, isn't going to do you many favors. So you really, again, want to put some thought into these and the more emotion, the more vivid you can create, the more senses you can involve, the better. You know, with the hot dog example, you talk about the smell of the hot dog, the taste of it, the heat of the sun, you know, the, the color of the uniforms, of the stands, of the sky, engaging all of the senses. Because the more senses that are involved in a memory, the more memorable it's going to be. The more it's going to convey 
that's going to be what's truly powerful here. Now, a final example would be a potential answer to somebody asking me what my rates are as a mortgage broker, the same as somebody asking you what your price or your commission is. You know, it's basically the same question at the end of the day. And the question within that question is, are you worth it? Are you going to provide enough value to be worth whatever you're charging? So for me, to give you an example, for my answer to that question, I remember once when I was newly married about 10 years ago, just a young kid, fresh out of school, completely broke, living on a shoestring budget, driving an old clunker and trying to figure out how to provide for a family. I remember negotiating for my first car. It's a couple thousand dollars. Getting, I had to get people that chase me through car lots trying to buy something, telling them the price I'd have, and they just flat out tell me, nope, nothing at that price, and, and move on. I didn't have the money. So when my transmission blew out on my car, man, that was, that really hit me. I didn't have a reliable way to get to work. I remember having to take my bike and this was on the coast, not a great place, a lot of rain. And so I would have to bike several miles a day to and from work, not knowing what I was doing, having the transmission out on my car. So I found a mechanic and when talking to the mechanic, they seemed like they know what they were doing. They gave me a quote on a cost and a time frame. But as time went by, that mechanic didn't deliver on schedule, found more problems with the car. Turned out it wasn't what they originally promised to me. And after days turned into weeks, past the time that they said they were going to be delivering my car back to me, when they would have it fixed, it was broken promise after broken promise after broken promise. And I just remember being so helpless at that moment. I was so frustrated and angry, but I couldn't do anything about it. I've already made the decision. I've already made that choice. And through that experience, recognizing the value that a good mechanic can have, that ultimately that first mechanic, yes, their cost was lower, but it ended up costing me way more in the end because of the time and the increased expenses of having an incompetent mechanic. So what I decided from that period on is that everything that I do, every service that I provide has to be at such a high level to be able to tell somebody flat out, here's what I'm going to be able to deliver for you and make sure that I come in on time, on budget or better and stand behind my work. So moving forward for that, what that means for you is that you can talk to other people and other people may have a lower cost, may have a lower interest rate for you. But I've just decided that for me, it's way more important to have a better value at the end of the day where you know without a doubt that I'm going to be able to provide these services to you. I'm going to be able to provide a home loan for you with no surprises, have a smooth experience. I'll stand behind my work and deliver on time. And see, that kind of a story, if you consider the alternative, if I just tell them, oh, well, my rates today for your scenario are 4.75%, that is true, but it doesn't do anything to show your value, to stand out, to be memorable. So again, think through these yourself. Think through the questions that you want to answer. Think through the value that you want to provide 
and come up with those. Come up with your frames, your messages, your tie downs. Practice these in advance and practice them with your team. These are great to be able to say out loud, get better feedback and experiences and see how they affect somebody. Now, you can think it works great in your head until you actually tell somebody your story and see how they respond. So the more practice you put into these, the more results you're going to get out of them. As always, hope that this is helpful. Be sure to subscribe for more great content. Pass this along to your team and let's elevate real estate together. This podcast has been brought to you by Jordan Keck, NMLS number 1017341, branch manager at Advantage Mortgage Incorporated, 5955 Shoreview Lane, North Suite 200, Kaiser, Oregon 97303, company NMLS 1770599, equal housing lender. Jordan Keck is licensed in Oregon, Arizona, California, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Texas, and Washington. Until next time, thanks again for listening.